Welcome to The Ziggler Show. This is episode 449, and we have a Q&A show with Ziggler CEO Tom Ziggler and your host, Kevin Miller, that's me, answering some real-life nitty-gritty questions from our listeners. We have some tactical questions and some deep personal development questions today. Chances are 100% you will hear something that resonates, inspires, and equips you. what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You can change what you are. You can change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. You cannot become what you need to be by remaining what you are. If you can't take a huge step to begin with, take as big a step as you can, but take it now. That's the key. Take it now. You can have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Today is a brand new day, and it's yours. Hi, everyone. I'm Kevin Miller, your host of The Ziggler Show. Thanks to all those who have been submitting questions so we can have a question show like we have today. As you listen today and have a question or maybe you have something nagging you, inspiring you, or even irritating you about a recent show topic, let us know. You can submit a question to myself and to Tom Ziegler. Uh, you can do a written or audio question at ask.zigshow.com or simply email us at ask at zigshow.com. So again, write it or speak it at ask.zigshow.com at that URL, or just email us at ask at zigshow.com. And as always, thanks so much for the great reviews in iTunes and Stitcher. They encourage us and greatly just uh, motivate us. And they help folks who are new to Ziggler, get a flavor of what we have to offer. Here's something else. They also encourage our interviewees, the folks that we bring on to interview. I think uh, you're not aware. Sometimes we'll have these folks come on to do interviews, big names even, and they do that and they don't get a lot of feedback because there's not a great channel for it to come through. Um, iTunes is a great way to do that. For instance, here's one that recently came through from uh, Mark on December 18th, 2016. He says, I thoroughly enjoy the Ziegler True Performance Podcast. The John O'Leary episode, number 405, is the best single episode I have ever listened to. Well, that says a lot in the podcast world. So I took that. As soon as I saw that, I took that, I copied it and emailed it directly to John O'Leary as well as Tom Ziegler. And John emailed back. He was just thrilled and just so blessed to hear that his message mattered to someone. And in a venue like this, for somebody to say it's the best episode they ever heard, that's a big testimony that what he is doing is providing value and it bolsters him to go provide and do deliver his art even more. So again, thank you for all those. All right. Well, here then I bring in Tom Ziegler. We're going to dive into your questions. All right, Tom, good to see you. And uh, I think it's time for a Ziegler HQ New Year's update. What's happening? Well, Kevin, I tell you what, New Year's is starting off fantastic. We are, you know, we moved into our new headquarters the end of last year and we're almost settled. I still have a few boxes in my office, though. And I just got to open up something pretty cool. I've got a very desk in my office. So I'm excited about standing while I do my work and had a tour of their headquarters. And that was cool. Uh, Neat people over there. We've got a few things coming up. We've got our business owner boot camp that we do on a regular basis. I love working with small business owners. Our Ziegler certification class, the next one's coming up end of February. It's almost full. The Ziegler message is reaching far and wide. Our significance newsletter continues to grow. Uh, I get dozens of emails every day, just people commenting on it. So it, it's fantastic. I'm, I'm looking forward to 2017. It really is what you make it. And uh, three things before we get into this of how to make 2017 your year. Number one, you got to work on your mindset, who you are, what you believe, the way you view the world, take control of that, own it. Number two, write your goals down in detail. Number three, 
do the work. There you go. There's your recipe for 2017 from Ziegler HQ. <laughs> Love it. That feeds well into some of the questions we are about to hit on it. And folks, the newsletter, if you're not part of the newsletter Tom's talking about, go to Ziegler.com. You can sign up there and he does a daily uh, letter out. It's, it's, it's just a great conversational hitting on the high points of inspiring our true performance. So, uh, great feedback from everyone on that. And yeah, it continues to grow so much. So go to Ziegler.com to get that. All right, Tom. Well, Hey, we're going to dive in here and hit as many of the questions as we can in our allotted time. So this one says, good morning, Kevin and Tom, you're constantly talking about doing what you're good at and passion will follow and don't waste time and focus on your skills and live life now. Don't wait until you're retired to start living and such things. I think this is ultra useful and amazing advice for a plus 35 year old, already successful white male. However, I would like advice to the younger and diverse listeners and lovers of the show. I am currently 25 years old, Mexican legal immigrant in South Texas for about five years, halfway through my MBA have zero experience in what I'm not even sure I want to start a career on, but know it's profitable and it's data analytics. Um, I have manageable, a manageable amount of debt and I'm frustrated that I'm wasting my best years. I genuinely care for people. Customer service and leadership are my strongest skills. I'm the type of person that friends and family come to asking for help and advice. However, I know I would be a successful business owner because I work hard and have the education and drive to help people by providing them with real value. Still, I have no idea on what type of business venture I can dedicate my skills meaningfully to uh, instead of just for profit or working in a company I really don't enjoy being in. I want to start enjoying life now. So I've been listening to The Amazing Show for about a year. It's been life-changing. Thank God I found your podcast because I listen to every single day. You've made me a better person. Thank you, Alberto Marcos. I thought that was a great question. I mean, that's just real and authentic. 25 years old. Uh-huh. I tell you what, if every 25-year-old person asked that type of a question, man, that's good stuff. Well, first off, I think no matter what your age is, whether you're 5 or 85, it's, you know, it's always a good time to dream and take those dreams and turn them into goals and to follow your passion and go and do what you're best equipped to do. So how do we get started on that journey? What is it that we need to do. And here's just a word of encouragement for you. A lot of times we know that we want to be a business owner and, but you're not sure which business you want to do. I've got a good friend. His name is uh, Dr. John Hayes. In fact, we had him on the podcast before and he works with franchisees, people who are, are looking to buy a franchise and he helps them find the right type of franchise for them. Because there's hundreds of different types of franchises you could buy, but which is the best fit for you and your lifestyle? Do you like the food industry? Do you like personal services? Do you like a service business? Whatever it is. And so you go through a filtering process. So the first thing I would say is when you look at all the things that you could do and that you would like to do, which areas give you the most interest? Uh, Bob Bodine, a guy that we love and who's been on the podcast as well. Uh, when he was growing up and he started to work for his father's firm, they were headhunters, meaning that they did executive recruiting and they worked in the biggest businesses in the country, finding CEOs and VPs of large companies. Bob was very good at it, but he didn't have, you know, the passion that his father did in those types of businesses. And so he went to his dad and he said, you know, I like what we do, but I don't love it. But what I love is sports. And his dad just made a simple statement. Well, why don't you do executive recruiting for sports? And he's built a whole business on that. In fact, Bob is regarded, I believe as Sports Illustrated said that he was the most influential man in college sports you've never heard of. Exactly. Yeah, that was the right? title. And so what you do is you take your skills, your talent, your education, the things that come naturally easy to you. And then you look in the general direction of what you might want to focus in on. And here's the thing about goal setting. You go as far as you can see. And then when you get there, you'll be able to see even further. And so I would recommend doing some profiles, some personality tests, uh, look at different businesses, maybe, maybe interview business owners from five or six different business segments to see what they like about it. 
what kind of lifestyle are you after? What kind of people do you want to work with? Is it young people, old people? Do you like uh, data technology? Or are you more a process person? Or do you like relationships? Do you like the one-on-one time with a customer? All of these things will help narrow down what you want to do. And then seek out uh, a consulting role or an employment role with somebody in that industry and wow them with your work ethic and your diligence to learning and you'll get to know what you're doing there. Here's the thing is if we have a if we have a dream of that we want to own something or we want to build something or we want to become something and we put in a plan to get there, we don't have to know where it's going to end up 5 or 10 years from now. We can instead say this is what I'm going to do over the next year. Here are the books I'm going to read, here are the people I'm going to go and meet with, here's the mentors I'm going to seek out. Here are the steps I'm going to take to go in that direction. Okay, well, my uh, response will be brief because you hijacked about half my uh, thoughts on there. So love it. I I second that motion. Uh, Speaking of, you mentioned John Hayes and uh, franchises. And Alberto, if you want to check that out, it's howtobuyafranchise.com. Howtobuyafranchise.com. That's John Hayes. That may be a place... Uh, to look because yeah, absolutely agree. I mean, what's the you know people often ask you know what's the best franchise? What's the most profitable? What's the hottest franchise going? And it's the wrong question because if it doesn't fit you, it won't matter. And we've talked about that on the show before. My dad had a good friend, wealthy guy, asked that question, went and got a Subway franchise, and uh, did terribly uh, with it. Not because it wasn't a good opportunity, but it didn't fit him at all. It, it, he was the absolute wrong person for that type of a business. One thing, uh, Alberto, on you being an immigrant is that the, statistically that is a strength for your sex, success. And, uh, and being a business owner, we see uh, immigrants often doing much greater, uh, faster, successfully in the business world than their uh, comfortable, too comfortable American-born brethren. Uh, it's something we've talked about multiple times here on the Ziegler Show. But, you know, Tom, you also mentioned uh, do some personality, personality profiles and somebody else asked, uh, that's one of the questions, so we'll kill two birds with one stone here, asked about a profile that we had mentioned in a past show that had to do with choosing a career or business direction. And that was talking actually with my dad, Dan Miller, and the DISC profile that they use at 48days.com. So you can go to 48days.com and choose, I don't, I don't know if they have one or if there's a couple to pick from, but the DISC profiles there are co- primarily career and business uh, focused. I mean, another option for you, Alberto, a lot of people, I mean, if you look at the majority and Tom, you could speak to this if you want, but uh, if you look at a lot of the people who have succeeded, they have pursued and they have succeeded in the business world or with, as a business owner, very few of them have done so not only without some specific mentorship or leadership in that direction, but a lot of them paid for it. Literally, I mean, to get really invested advice, I mean, you can get an amazing amount by just asking people, but if you want them to really invest in you, pay them. Uh, I have a doctor yesterday who said he wanted some advice from me. I said, okay, here's how much it'll cost. And he said, all right, and I'm going to give him my best. He's paid for it. I'm beholden to give him everything that I can. Uh, So looking at business coaching, again, you can go to Ziggler.com and link through there to some business coaching options. Um. But yeah, looking at, you know, ultimately what are honing in, as, as, as Tom said, again, back to the, the personality profile, knowing your natural skills, knowing your natural abilities, and then looking at different products or services that you care about. And I would list those out. Uh, I did a blog one time where I listed out to make a point about 10 things that I was not, it's not only things that I was interested in. I mean, these are things that I I could really commit to. I felt like these are things that I have skills and abilities that can back up and I have a strong interest, but when I listed them out, then I had to look at it and go, how many of those do I really want to commit to at a big level and dive into? And would I be happy working at for pay day after day as a business owner? And when I looked at a lot of my interest list, they didn't really fit that. They weren't the most viable business opportunities, or even though I liked them, did I want to do it day in and day out? Not necessarily. And again, it helped me narrow down. These are things that are part of my life that I care about that may be good uh, inspirations and investments and hobbies even, but may not be what I really want to go after business-wise. So, you know, a process of really getting to know yourself and doing some personal auditing. And then, yeah, the last thing that I thought on that was just as you said, 
Tom, is to, when you narrow that down, go after some business owners and sit with them. You contact them and ask them for advice, and you'll be amazed that the people will say, absolutely. Uh, and my tip on that, though, is buy their food, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tom. Yeah, let me, let me just follow up with there, Kevin. If you go to Ziegler.com, and you on our homepage, you scroll down, there's a picture of myself and Howard Partridge. Howard Partridge is our exclusive small business coach. He has mentored uh, well into the thousands of business owners, coached thousands of business owners over the last 20 years. His group we associate with, we work together with on training and helping business owners create systems in their business. So if you scroll down the page, you'll see a picture of myself and Howard that says, discover your business growth with Ziegler's first certified trainer. I encourage you to click on that page. There's some free gifts there, but we're having a conference coming up in February and we're going to have about 150 business owners there. And if I was in your shoes uh, for the amount of money it is, it's less than $500, you know, coming to that, learning how entrepreneurs, business owners systemize their business, that's going to give you one set of information that'll serve you well into the future. And the second one is just asking all the different, there's probably going to be 40 different industries of small business owners there. We have dentists and we have service companies, professional organizations, all kinds of people there. And you can start asking them, you know, how's your business? What are you doing? Sign graphic companies, uh, photography companies, all these different small businesses. What a great place to go. And if you can't come to this one, you know, there's probably things in your area that can serve you well. Do the research, meet the people and pursue it relentlessly. The more you learn, the more clear your direction is going to become. Awesome. I want to thank Zip Recruiter for sponsoring this episode of The Ziggler Show. We've got a lot of business owners in The Ziggler audience, and if you own or run a business, you have to hire and find quality team members. So do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? Posting your job in one place is just not enough to find quality candidates. I know I've gone through that hassle. If you want to find the perfect hire and do it fast, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can with ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to 100 plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. You can quickly screen candidates, rate them and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, Ziggler listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. All right. Well, hey, Tom, here's here's one that I pulled out, and this has been a consistent inquiry we've gotten as people struggle with this. Uh, so I wanted, I'm going to go ahead and read it, even though I think the last Q and a, we touched on it. Uh, but it's just, obviously it's a big one. It's hit a chord. Uh, first off, thanks so much for doing the podcast. It's been a great help in my life. I was a fan of Ziggs in the past and finding him again via the podcast has been a way to keep his good messages a part of my daily feed. I took particular interest in the podcast about reacting versus responding. I've been told I was too reactionary, and through my life of 54 years, I've learned to hold back my reactions more and respond with fewer words and emotion. However, in the past few months, I had an awful setback, and the walls came tumbling down. And she went on to uh, to, to give a, a very heartfelt and, and hard story uh, in her family life and, and in dealing with this. Uh, and so her question then, she said, I'd like to hear a podcast on, on reconciling with those you love. I would like a strategy to build a bridge and uh, forgive. I forgive over and over in my heart, but it is taking a long time. Thank you and God bless uh, Mary Ann. And Tom, again, this keeps coming up because we hear that we understand reacting versus responding. But as it comes down to it, to have that ability, what I keep uh, feeling like I'm hearing from people is, is it's, there's, there's a lot of, there's personal pain, 
personal weakness. And when you look at that and go, yeah, I agree with that, but to do it, to walk it out in the next interaction, whether it's at work or, uh, or, or with a family member, I mean, they're hitting to the heart of personal development, which of course is the heart of Ziggler. We're all out here talking about inspiring true performance, but to walk it out is the foundation. That's what Ziggler's about is hitting the roots. So just on that, Tom, on the aspect of, uh, you know, if we, if we back up from reacting versus responding, we're talking about self-image, self-control, forgiveness, healing. It's a deep question. Yes, it is. And, you know, I'll just relate uh, what I've experienced in my own life. Uh, when dad felt like he made a mistake and, and uh, you know, and, and he didn't, in my opinion, make too many mistakes because he was, you know, such an, uh, a person who lived day in and day out. Uh, by the mantra of, you know what, uh, I'm going to respond. I'm going to plan in advance when the bad news comes along. I'm already going to have an answer. But hey, you know what, we're human and we all uh, reach that boiling point. I, I know I've had situations in my life where something happens and I respond, something happens and I respond, something happens and I respond. And by the seventh or eighth time, I mean, there's just that point where we say, you know what, I've had it. And we do something then later on that we regret. Uh, and when dad had that inside the family, it wasn't really just, a, it wasn't because he was reacting, but it's the same thing that I would suggest that you do. If you're going to go and ask for forgiveness, uh, the simple, straightforward approach is the best way. And that is you let the person know, hey, can we talk privately? And then look directly at them and say, I was thinking about what happened, and I need to ask your forgiveness. I really, really went over the line. I reacted. It was wrong, and I need to ask you for forgiveness. Will you forgive me? And then you just start the conversation from there. And I know that there's a lot of experts in these categories. Kevin, maybe we need to find somebody uh, to come on the show. Uh, who's an expert in this category and, and really dig deep into it. Hey, can, can uh, I can I interrupt you on that? Hey, folks listening. Um, so there, there's a call out to if you have somebody you know of, an author, an expert, speaker, presenter, somebody in this realm uh, that you would recommend, let us know. Uh, shoot us an email at ask at zigshow.com or go to ask.zigshow.com if you have a referral on somebody in this area of uh, – what, what, what title, Tom? Forgiveness and Healing? Yeah. Okay. Relationships and uh, Forgiveness and Healing, yeah. Okay. Okay, anyway, I interrupted. Go ahead. No, that's really, that's, okay. that's really uh, the approach that we've always found. And then uh, we also have to understand that whatever our nature is and whatever our habits in the past are, is we can begin to uh, replace that reaction with a response. But it requires... Uh, building ourselves from the inside out. It requires that. And I love the self-talk card uh, that we talk about all the time on the show. And you know what? I think I got three emails last week of people's lives being changed by that simple self-talk card. Still remains maybe the most popular episode or thing that we've ever done it, on this show. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, I, Tom, I think you're reading my notes, man. We are sinking like mad today because that's uh, exactly where I was going. Yeah. I, I, I think Marianne, that a lot of us, we hear a message like that. Okay. The responding versus reacting. And we hear that it makes sense. And so we go, I'm going to endeavor to do that. You know, I'm going to grip my teeth and buckle up and I'm going to will to do that the next time it comes up. It's generally where we fail right there as opposed to learning. This is going to be a daily, habitual, disciplined effort of strengthening myself so that when that thing comes up, I am able to. You're still, you're still human. You're still going to feel. You're going to have pain. You're going to have strong feelings, but it's being able to, you've done your working out, you've prepared yourself and you're able to take it captive and let that out and, and then respond in health. And exactly, Tom, it's, it's the notes I was writing as we were talking is those self-talk cards. Not that that's the only option out there, but that is you're hitting to the heart right there of bolstering your self-image and your confidence and your peace. And again, I think that's where we see people fail is when they hear the message, they understand it, comprehend it, and they think that, okay, it's just making a different decision or having a different uh, 
uh, you know, being able to respond instead of react in the next moment, it's not going to happen. This is like working out. And if I want to go from being able to lift a hundred pounds and I want to lift 200 pounds, I can't just say, uh, okay, I'm going to endeavor and will to do that. I will fail. It's going to take me a while of building up strength. And that's what Zig showcased to him, this amazing ability to, in any situation over time, to react with it from that place of self-confidence and a good self-image and, and a peace and a trust. Uh, so that, again, Zig, Zig, uh, Ziggler.com slash self-talk. Ziggler.com slash self-talk. Uh, and one more thing that I've been doing, uh, just this is the best practice. I got it off of a, a podcast. I think it might have been an Entree Leadership podcast, which Dave Ramsey's team puts out. But on this podcast, they were talking about, the author was talking about creating a mental model. And simply a mental model is, is, is this is my practice that I do. So every day I have my first, I call it the perfect start. This is uh, the way I start every day now, it's 90 minutes long and I do 45 minutes where I do a little little two chairs time with a little devotional. And one of my goals this year is to learn some Hebrew. So I'm studying Hebrew in the morning and don't get all excited, Kevin. It's like maybe 10 minutes, but <laughs> I'm, I'm practicing that. I'm doing my devotionals and then I do my goal setting for the day and I go into my performance planner, which is the ultimate tool ever. Uh, it's the performance, productivity, and goal achievement tool. You know, if you want to master those three things, you need the performance planner because it. Uh, Dad said this: you will not be able to untap the potential you have in your life until you set your goals and work on them every day. Goals allow you to unleash the potential that you have within you as long as you work on them every day. So every morning I write those goals down and what I'm going to do, and I and I create a checklist. And then I have a little calendar. Well, it's, it's a handwritten thing. And so any meeting that I'm going to have, any presentation I'm going to have, any conversation I'm going to have, I put those names in those meeting blocks. And then I do a mental model. And so, Kevin, you know, like for the podcast today, I, I did a mental model. And what I said was, OK, Kevin and I are going to have this podcast. We're going to we're going to record it. And he's going to ask me some questions. How do I want that to go? And literally, uh, invested less than 60 seconds. So you don't you don't spend a lot of time on the mental model. You just start anticipating what's going to happen. How do you want it to go? What questions we, do you want to ask? So that's what I do. So I had a, I had a victory this week. Uh, I was in the parking lot at Whole Foods, and I was sitting in my car on the phone. And while I'm sitting there, a big truck pulls up next to me, the family gets out of the truck and my whole car shakes. I'm on the phone. I don't know what it is. And about a minute later, I realized, wait a second, I think they opened the door on my car. So I get out and there was a substantial dent uh. in the side of my car. So I get back in the car. I'm still on the phone. And 30 minutes later, I get off the phone. And then I look at it again. And I'm like, you know, that's too big to ignore. So now the fear sets in. You know, if I... If I wait here and they come back and I bring this up, what are they going to say? You know, all those different things. And so I started doing a mental model and I started thinking through, okay, how do I position this? How do I let them know that, hey, this really isn't a big deal? I knew because I remembered seeing it was, a, it was about a five-year-old girl who, who opened the door of this huge truck. Mm. So I know she didn't have the physical dexterity and strength to do it with gentleness, right? She had to throw that thing open. It was an accident. I mean, there was, it's just one of those things in life that happens. And so I started positioning. Well, they came back and I, I met them outside and I said, Hey, I was sitting in the car, you know, and I, and I, and when your daughter opened the door, it, it kind of hit my car and I pointed to it and the lady put her hand on it and she goes, Oh, that's not that bad. And I go, I go, well, I'm not so sure. Feel it again. And her husband comes over and he's looking at it. And in my mental model, I had thought if I was the guy and this was so that I put the switch the seats here, I had thought, well, if somebody had said that to me, the first thing that I would do is I would open the door on my car to see if it matched the dent. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absolutely. That's exactly what he did. So my mental model is flowing through. And as soon as he saw that it, that they did it, 
right? Because it was a shock to them. See, in my mental model, I knew they would be surprised. They didn't know that they did it. The little girl did it. It wasn't intentional. He said, oh, my goodness. I'm sorry about that. What do you want to do about it? And so I had a response. I said, well, what do you think we should do about it? And he said, well, why don't I give you all my information and then you, you know, go check it out and whatever it is, I'll handle it. And so we traded information. Well, I go back home and now I clean it up a little bit and I realize it's not as bad as I thought it was. I mean, you can see it, but I've got a matching dent on the other side, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) The car's three years old. I'm going to keep it probably five more years. It's not going to change the resale value of my car. I'm not going to go spend three days messing with getting this dent fixed at the so I text the guy. Well, I was going to text the guy back, but before I could text him, he sent me a text apologizing for it, saying, let him know he would take care of it. I immediately responded back, just thanking him for how he handled the situation, how he talked to his daughter. She apologized. He didn't get mad. He didn't get upset. And we ended up having a nice text exchange. And I told him, I said, you know what? I looked at it. It's not that big of a deal. So, hey, I just appreciate you how you handled it. And uh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to do it. So no worries. Don't worry about it. All of that to say is that because I did the mental model, I positioned the question in a way that would have a better chance of getting a response rather than a reaction. And so sometimes we get into a, we set up a situation unintentionally that then gets a reaction out of us because we didn't approach it in the right way. Yeah. So, so that's what the mental model will do. So that's a long answer to a great question. Okay. Hey, I want to pull out just, uh, you mentioned the performance planner, the Ziegler performance planner, and I feel like I'm uh, pitching our stuff constantly, but I also get a lot of inquiries from everyone listening that, Hey, help us with resources to walk this stuff out. And uh, Ziegler's not the resource for everything, but it happens to fit in a lot to our topics, of course. So the performance planner, you can go to Ziegler.com and go to the, uh, the the store there and find that it's a huge seller, has been for the lifetime of Ziegler. Um, so check it out there. I want to thank Princess Cruise Lines for supporting today's episode. Listen to this. According to a recent poll done by the Huffington Post, more than half of Americans took seven or fewer vacation days last year. That's horrible, but I understand that myself. It is difficult to get away, yet we know vacation is so important in reducing stress, improving mental health, and strengthening your relationships. So make this year different and take some time for yourself with Princess Cruise Lines. Uh, they're voted, listen to this, the best itineraries. Princess Cruises are an easy, convenient way to travel, and you can take you wherever there's an ocean. So whether you're dreaming of whale watching in Juneau or dancing the tango amidst the colorful streets of Buenos Aires, there's a destination for you. So now, during the Princess Cruise anniversary sale, you can get up to $600 in free onboard spending money that you can use to sip wines you can't pronounce, sounds good to me, go cage diving, or unwind at the Lotus Spa. There's not been a better time to take your next vacation on a Princess Cruise than now. So visit princess.com slash Ziggler for more details now. Again, that's princess.com slash Ziggler. Hey, next question here, Tom, is a great one. Uh, He says, I'm struggling with following through with executing the thoughts of creating the life career that I feel inside and constantly desire. Always starting, but then stopping. I believe like Zig to share and inspire others to help change lives. And I've changed jobs though numerous times in search of finding the time to build the images of a new way of being in life and believe I can make an impact. But I find myself avoiding the actions necessary to become the leader that I know I can be. I'm 49 years old and now feel my time is ticking and I do not want to have regrets. Love the show. I'm an avid listener keep up the amazing work. Uh, Tom, the first thing that, you know, that I thought of with that is one, I, man, I can relate. I, I sure, I never want anybody to hear at least me for my part. I'll speak for me, me sitting here and to be espousing these things and discussing these things and to have it come from a place of, Oh, I've arrived. I have not. This is my struggle as well. And, but with that, when I find myself starting and stopping or not finishing or not following through, I've learned to really look at 
one, do I really care about this specific thing enough to do that? If I'm not doing it, there may be a problem with my core motive. And part of it may be give myself a break and just realize, you know what? That sounds nice, but I really don't. It's not a big enough priority in my life. And just let it go. Cross it off my to-do list and not worry about it for now has been a big place of peace for me. Though with some others where it's something where I, I know that I really do want this or I, I need to do this, I have to look at my motive. Is my motive strong enough? And so often I find people and, you know, there's some desire there, but they have not really written out and gone through what do I really want out of this and looked at what is the outcome that I desire. Uh, in the last part of that, you know, a lot of times for myself, and I know this is a personality, back to personality profiles, Tom, a piece of this, but something that I see that has helped me and I've seen it help others a lot is if I really want something to happen, I will look for a decisive action that puts my butt on the line, uh, that gives me a deadline. So in a sense, I'm manufacturing it. I don't have to make a deadline, but sometimes I will make a decision that will force me to respond or the consequences are greater than I can, uh, that I want to accept. And I will then respond to that. It's funny. I used to have back when I was leading free agent Academy, uh, that was an issue. I'd put off the events and put off the events. Finally, we, what we learned to do is give the event a title, set a date and launch it. And the first sale comes in by golly, you know, now, Oh heck, I got to, I got to fulfill this now. And so now I'm running and gunning to make it happen. Now that may not sound like the most mature way, but it got me to produce Whatever it is that makes you pr to produce, to put a timeline on there, to somehow find some accountability. But again, you know, uh, my first step on that is to, to really write out and think through what you're talking about, what the endeavor is, and ask yourself, do I really care enough about this? Is it a big enough priority? Is it important enough for me to really commit to get honest with yourself and then start doing the work of, uh, well, either let it go or if it is, the answer is yes, what am I going to do to flesh out my motive and what am I going to do to cause myself to take action, which again, I'm a big fan of finding a way that you will have accountability for making that happen. Consequences. If you don't Tom, I love it. And, and I'm going to go, uh, you know, Kevin, you really went into the why and I love the why is it really your dream? Is it really your goal? And then how can you take steps to take action on it? I'm going to go real real uh, practical. I'm going to follow up. And, you know, I said, I have my, my perfect start to the day. It's 90 minutes. I only shared with you the first 45 minutes. The second 45 minutes is the one thing, the one thing that I want to get done that day. And by the way, I do all of this before I check email, go on social media, do anything. I basically get up, get my cup of coffee, go into my office. It's quiet. Nobody's around. And I do this perfect start. And so what I would do is first, I would, if it really is your dream, you need to you need to transform your dream into a goal. What is it that you keep starting and, and not finishing? What is your goal and what does it look like when it's done? What is it that you will achieve and you put a deadline on that? And then you go through the goal setting process. The one that, that Ziegler teaches is fantastic. We've already talked about how to get it here. But you've got to go through that process. And it can be kind of nebulous. You know, if you want to achieve a certain level of leadership or whatever, it's kind of nebulous. But as you would go through the goal, it becomes more crystal clear because you start answering a lot of questions. What skills or knowledge or information do I need to acquire in order to achieve this? Who do I need to know? What are the things, the obstacles that are standing in my way? You identify all these things and then you put it into a goal. And then this is where the start and the finishing really comes in. Let's say it's a big goal. It's going to take you a year. I want you to break that down into monthly and weekly get or dones. And so every week, maybe Sunday, maybe Monday morning, you write your goals out for the week and you identify things that you're going to get accomplished that week. Even if it takes 20 minutes or 30 minutes or 10 minutes or two hours, whatever time you have, you're going to check it off the box. And when you're done with that week, you're that much closer to your goal. So that's the practical tactical of how you walk it out. And the second thing you do, if you don't have time, if time is your major obstacle, then you get up an hour earlier every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Hey, you, I, you know, so as you were talking about that and you, you brought up a couple of times, your perfect start. I am always interested in hearing about people that, uh, that are doing things that I want to do and, 
how they live their lives. I think we all enjoy that. It's great to hear the details of how you spend uh, your morning with my my big family and a, a little bit of a, a, an overextended life as in the later uh, years. I've struggled with that. But yeah, Tom, that right there has been the key uh, for me and is getting up earlier. So I have that time alone before the house comes alive and it causes me to go to bed earlier, which I often, that's what I don't want to do. I want to stay up. The big kid, the older kids are up and you know, my wife's up and they're, they're talking. And, uh, sometimes I often, I just, hey, guys to, to honor what I know I need to be a good daddy and a good husband and a good a good man, I need to get up in the morning. I'm going to have to go to bed now. That's the sacrifice. But I get up. So just for those of you who are, yeah, who are looking at the, the habits of folks, I, Tom, I spend about the first 30 minutes journaling. I usually have my journal out, my Bible. And lately, I've been going through the Jesus Calling book. A lot of people know that little daily devotion. I've been using that. I cycle through different things. I don't stick on one thing forever. But I'll do that and have my time there of getting myself centered. And then uh, three to four times per week, uh, the next 30 or 40 minutes will be a workout. Right now I'm weightlifting, and I'll cycle through that. Sometimes it's weightlifting. Sometimes it'll be a lot of running, uh, and I'll do different things there. But that time, it's just, folks, it's just undeniable. When you look at people who are producing good fruit, it's very difficult to find any, if you can, who don't have a solid morning routine. My dad, actually, Dan Miller, which you can find at 48days.com, wrote a book called The Rudder of the Day. And it was just focused on that, and I'll bet he would say it probably in the book that he cites Zig as a primary motivator for that, to get up and to establish his day by what he starts his day off. And it is, I'll tell you this, Tom, I'm not a big fan of waking up before 6, okay? For some reason, anything with a 5 start in the morning, it just bothers me. It always has. But in doing it long enough, I went from that statement of, oh, my gosh, to now I look forward to it. I'm I'm stoked about it, and uh, yeah, I have my opportunity clock. I mean, this stuff, guys, it's uh, it's the real deal. It really, really works. Um, well, hey, so he, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say this is gonna be really weird, but I I now uh, my opportunity clock is set usually around four thirty, maybe five, and this is really really weird. But in the last six months. Uh, if I happen to wake up and look at the clock and it's only 3.45, I'll get excited because I actually have an extra 45 minutes mm. to my start to the day. Okay. Well, you're a bigger man than I am because at that point I'm thinking, stuck on it. Can I get back to sleep now? <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, okay. Well, one more, one more here, Tom. And this one, uh, this is from a guy that uh, I met through the Ziggler show. He's been following us for a while. And he really, this is, this is a heartfelt sharing from him. And I thought, you know, I think this speaks for a lot of people. This is some, this is some deep, deep water here. He says, Evan, uh, Evan Herman, he says, as a listener to the podcast, this is something I struggle with or question all the time. Being a follower of the podcast, I love hearing all the great success stories of how people were just like me and then made it through different avenues or made it through different avenues. The disconnect I, and probably other listeners have is because those that have made it, we put on a higher pedestal because we see the end result and not always the transformation. Even when the experiences of the transformation are shared, we still you know, don't see the nitty gritty of it. Therefore, as a listener, the thoughts are that that's great. They did it with that system, but can I really do it? I personally listen to the podcast for hope and inspiration and encouragement, and I get all those things from it and even lessons about transformation for myself. But at the end of the day, I still can feel alone in the fight. I probably feel like I know you far more than you know me because I listen to you weekly and I know you take seriously what people say about the podcast. I don't want to just present the problem without a solution. Everyone likes cheering for the underdog and somehow it makes a personal connection because they feel like the underdog in life themselves. If you could take an individual and occasion, uh, an occasional to do a show and follow up with the person and the process and the systems and the coaching, I think it will give the audience a way to connect closer to the show and the Ziegler teachings because they feel like they're being coached themselves. Um, that, well, I like the idea, Tom, for one, of, of sharing somebody's journey because you're right. I understand that. We've had people even on the show. We had uh, uh, Jabari, uh, what's his last name, McLennan? 
yes. uh, on the show, and it was showcased. And he told some of his story, but he's he's there now as an overcomer, as an achiever at some point. We've never brought somebody on the show at the beginning. And I'm not saying that we will, but I, I'm going with the concept at the beginning of saying, look, here's where I am. I'm at ground zero. And, and letting people be a part of that. It's almost like uh, they'd be the motivational reality uh, radio show, I, I guess, to an extent. But what he says, and, and this is what I wanted to just hit on, Tom, for uh, you to give some thoughts to, is that I, I, I think you're right, Evan. You are like a lot of people that you sit there and you listen and you're inspired and you understand to a big degree and you believe. But when the show's over and your day goes on, there you are with the circumstances of your life, the reality of how you see and view yourself. It's very daunting. You do feel alone. And I think that's why we see a lot of people who go on and the months go by and the years go by and something has not really changed. And to some degree, it can even get more frustrating. The more you know, the more you're awakened to this, the more that you see, it can get almost more difficult as you sit there and are having a hard time getting yourself going and knowing what direction to go. So from uh, Evan, first off, just from a, a humanitarian standpoint, thank you for sharing that. I understand that. I, I really, really understand that. And as much as I can have successes in some areas of my life, there are other areas of my life always and today that are just like that. Uh, so I'm with you as a brother in the, in the struggle there. Um, but Tom, I, I mean, I know that's an issue that you've dealt with all your life as a part of Ziegler and that you see with people. What a couple of thoughts you have towards it. Well, you know, I, I, I've never been skydiving and I think I would really love to go skydiving and I could probably watch videos on it and read books and, you know, go to on the internet and get the, what you do and what you don't do. But you know, that first time I jump out of the plane, having a dive master, uh, you know, whatever they call the guy who's like strapped to you and make sure the cord comes off. That kind of seems like a much better uh, first experience. And, you know, people come from different uh, places in life, you know, where they've had different backgrounds and and maybe uh, had some not so pleasant experiences where they ventured out, tried some things, got hurt. And so you're kind of just stuck in this place of I know I, I know I can do more. I know I have it within me. But how do I go to that next level? And so I'm, I'm right there with you. Just know that it is possible. You can do that. There are things that you can do when, when you follow God's plan, God's system, and you do the right things in the right way, the fruit always comes. The question is, is do we have the confidence to give it a try to go out and, and do it? And Kevin, I'm going to, as we wrap up the show here, I'm going to throw something out there and maybe, maybe the feedback from our audience could tell us because I just had a, uh, when you and, you, you and I haven't talked about this at all, and maybe you're thinking the same thing, but you know, wouldn't it, maybe there's somebody in the personal development world who is like they they're willing to do that, you know, that reality show on the podcast where we bring on David Wright, who's our head one-on-one -on -one coach, and coach him on a podcast and 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 work with him on the podcast but also teach the audience, hey, this is the breakthrough principle. This is what we do. And then I was thinking at the same time, we had a business question early on. Maybe maybe we get Howard Partridge on here, who's our small business coach, and we get an entrepreneur, somebody who's got a small business, and they're kind of stuck in their small business. And we do the same kind of thing right in a recording and let the whole world hear about it. One of the things that I know about growth and advancement is this thing called accountability. So if somebody's willing to step up and say, yeah, you know, I'll share my challenge, uh, that tells me that they're far more likely to follow through with it. What do you think, man? I know it'd be really interesting. And I think it would be uh, incredibly authentic and helpful. I've never experienced that. I did really resonate with Evan sharing that, that you do. You hear the stories of somebody who did start in a bad place. They started in a hard place and they share some of the difficulties of their, as Evan said, their transformation, but we see them after they've arrived and it's still really hard to connect. So folks, there you go. Would that be of literal interest to you to hear on a show for us to bring somebody, somebody's on to use some of the Ziegler leaders and to talk some folks through because it's not a guarantee. We're not going to go. I don't know how they do the reality. I, you know, what? I've never actually watched a complete reality show, true admission. Uh, so I don't know how they do those, if they hedge those or something like that. Cause my thought is, is this truly true reality? You're gonna have somebody you start with and the end of it is going to be a failure. 
They're not, it's not going to come up all shining roses. And yet I guarantee you if that happens, we'll all learn a ton from it. So it would be raw. It would be real. So uh, if, if that, if that sounds of interest to you, let us know. You can let us, uh, you can respond at ask at zigshow.com or just email us at ask. Uh, actually, I said that first one wrong, did I? The URL to post it is ask.zigshow.com. If you want to email us, it's ask at zigshow.com. Let us know what your thoughts are on that. And, you know, as always, I forget to say this a lot, but it's, it, it's really uh, encouraging to us to see, and it helps our rankings. If you're in iTunes or Stitcher and you're getting value here, please go on there. Not only give a, a good review, but say why. Give a specific for people to say, hey, I like this. I like this. Because uh, I'll tell you, somebody put a review in iTunes recently and talked about how much they enjoyed hearing Tom, and I've gotten Tom on the show more than I had uh, had been. And uh, then they also had a couple that said they really like the Q&As that we do. And that's why I'm here and, and we're trying to push those more. So again, and at those same ask uh, places, the uh, ask at zigshow.com and ask.zigshow.com, you can go and post questions on any of this that we talked about. Hey, one more thing before we, we say goodbye on that, just again to Evan. The Evan, one thing as I was listening, actually, as I was listening to you, Tom, uh, respond there, one thing I've learned over time that has not gone away, my faith has increased in the result, but something that has not gone away when I look at a new endeavor is I've never gotten to a place of being fully comfortable with diving into it. I've gotten more comfortable with being uncomfortable with the admission that I'm going to do this. I'm going to dive into this and it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be ugly, but I know from having experienced that, you know, it won't take long before then I'm in it and I'm going and I got past that. And it reminds me as a kid, the first time I went cliff diving at a lake and I went to the edge and I thought of myself as a brave guy, a courageous guy, a strong guy. I'm an athlete. And I got to the edge and I looked down and, and it just, I, all the, all the chemicals went through my body of, Oh my gosh, that, I had not really experienced that level of, of uh, discomfort and, and lack of confidence. And I backed off for a second and I thought, okay, let's shake that off. Come on. And I went to the edge and it real quick dawned on me. There's no way possible that this is going to be comfortable. And the thought of kamikaze went through my head. I, I'm just going to, this is like a suicide jump. And so I did it. I did it and boom, it happened. So then I thought, okay, all right, now I'm good. I'll go back up and do it again. Went back up and I realized I don't feel any different. That's still scary. I'm still, I'm still, and, and, and that, that is a, a lot of this embarking that you may just get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And if anything, your faith that it will work out, that you're not going to die. You're not going to end up homeless or bankrupt, uh, and, uh, and going forth. Tom, man, always a gift folks. Again, just keep sending in the Q and A's and we will endeavor to do this. I wouldn't mind making it an every uh, a monthly thing that Tom and I come on and do this. Uh, we get such good feedback. Tom's giving me a thumbs up. Um, okay, well, folks, hey, thank you for being here with us and inspiring your true performance with us, alongside us. We're, it's such a gift. We're so honored. We'll talk to you in the next Ziggler Show.